Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we're going to look at Mark chapter 8, and I'm going to read just a few short verses, and then we're going to pray and see what we can see in the Word together today. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man gain in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with holy angels. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we ask you to help us to climb up, as it were, on this mountain with Jesus and the disciples and Peter and really see what's going on here so that we might learn to look into our own lives and see you and see ourselves more clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Y'all, there are a few things here that I think are hard to see and yet really important for us to see and sit with. And the first thing is this. Jesus, here at the beginning, is willing to redirect his friends when they get off track. The passage begins with these context clues. He then began to show his disciples that he must suffer, die, and be resurrected. Those words, he then, give us a sense of context. See, the disciples had begun to believe that their pathway with Jesus was going to be an easy one, that they were going to win because Jesus was really popular and he was going to win. And so he then comes as a corrective. It's a phrase meant to say, we get off track just like the disciples, and then Jesus will redirect us out of love for us. And so when Jesus began to, from that time, tell his friends that he was going to suffer, he was going to be rejected and die, and that he would be resurrected, he was essentially recalibrating their expectations of what the life with him would look like. They were missing the mark, and he begins to course correct them. And there are times in our own lives where we get off track, where we begin to think that our life is going to go one way or be about a certain thing. And those are moments oftentimes, especially when we begin to think maybe this will be pretty easy that Jesus corrects us and says, you're called to follow me even when I walk down some tough roads. And so that's exactly what Jesus is doing for his friends. He's effectively saying to them, I'm about to walk down a dark road. And if you're going to follow me, that means you're also going to walk down a dark road. So the next thing we see in this passage is what all of us do when we're confronted with that, or most of us rather, like Peter, we redirect Jesus. We rebuke him. We don't like what he's saying. We say, no, it can't be that way. That, that's what Peter did. He said, Jesus, it cannot be this way. And I do the same thing to God on a very regular basis. When something is 
uh, happening that I don't like or I don't understand when I feel afraid, I oftentimes want to redirect God and say, well, this can't be the plan. Many of us probably during this last year of pandemic and uncertainty and all the upheaval that we've experienced have thought, God, this couldn't be the plan. This this is not the way it ought to be. And like Peter, we get in front of God and say, no way. And I just want to say this. Um, I, I think there were three reasons for Peter's rebuke of Jesus. And, and I think these three things are also why I tend to sometimes want to get in front of God and rebuke him. Peter is confused. His expectations are not being met, and he's afraid. He doesn't want to suffer. And if you think about it, most of the times uh, in life when you would get in front of God and say, it can't be this way, it's because you're confused or your expectations are not being met or you're afraid of some suffering out in front of you. All Peter's trying to do is reassert control over his life. But see, that's not what God was inviting him to do. See, I think that for you and for me, when we face these battlegrounds regarding expectations, when we're confused, when we are afraid of pain, rather than trying to double down and try to control outcomes or dominate where things are going, one of the things that I think Jesus is trying to get us to see in a passage like this is that those moments, those fearful, confusing um anxiety-ridden moments are really an invitation for us to trust in God, that rather than assert control, the Lord's asking us to look to him and trust him. And so that's essentially what Jesus does. He invites Peter and his friends, and by extension, you and me, not to double down, but to surrender. He says these words, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And y'all, Jesus was telling Peter and his friends to pick up their cross before he went to the cross. He was saying, this is how you choose to surrender. You lose. You lay down your right to control things. And I think that's probably an invitation in front of many of us right now. It's just an invitation to say, God, where do I feel anxious? Where do I feel uncertain? Where do I feel tempted to try to reassert control over my life? And how can I live with my hands open? See, I believe that ultimately in a passage like this, but really just in life in general, Jesus is inviting people like you and me to reject our tendencies towards self-preservation. Self-preservation is a powerful force and probably one that we've allowed to grow, many of us at least, over this last year. And I remember a while back with our leadership team here at Trinity, we were doing a, a kind of a leadership mentoring and training program through a group called Giant. And they, they tasked us, this group, this nonprofit group, to ask three questions to help us understand where we were um, struggling with self-preservation. They said, answer this, what are you afraid of losing? What are you trying to prove? And is there anything you're looking to hide? And I believe that Jesus was actually trying to get Peter to let go of the stuff he was trying to protect or hide or control. He was actually trying to get Peter to open up his hands and trust him because y'all, unless we trust God, we'll never follow him. We certainly won't follow him down dark roads. Father, I pray for my friends and I ask God for grace and mercy. I ask you to teach us to trust you. God, I pray that you would help us to be the kinds of people that when we hear something from you that we don't like or don't understand, God, that we're able to trust rather than to try to get in front of you and stop you or control you. God, we look to you and we ask for help as we seek to live our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm -hmm.